welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. What up, what up, what up, what's going on world? Um, I just wanted to do a quick intro for this podcast. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool episode, pretty special episode. Um, and this episode that you are about to hear, I got a chance to sit down and chop it up with Stephanie, who is my first guest ever on this podcast. Um, shout out to the Anti-Cool. I don't consider him a, a guest, as I've said before. <laughs> we're, we're like podcast roommates. So uh, Stephanie is the first person from outside of the house <laughs> to uh, to be welcomed in. Um, I sat down with her and we got a chance to chop it up about the anime 91 Days. Um, also, quick quick plug for her. Um, she runs a blog called Anime Girls NYC, which you can find on WordPress. Um, she's on Twitter. I also believe she has a Facebook page. And of course, I'll leave all relevant links down in the description below so you can go check her blog out definitely uh give her blog a look um if you're into anime you'll find tons of recommendations on her blog from you know when the winter anime come out to the spring she's got all of the seasons covered she does reviews she's actually how i found out about some of the anime that i've watched recently so definitely uh, a quality blog to to look at to follow if you're um if you're into anime so Give her a look, man, and and, and this episode turned out really great, and we're, we're probably going to do this again. Um, not sure with which anime. She's currently watching Attack on Titan Season 2, and I said I'll, I'll probably I'll probably get on that, so that, that might be the next anime review. Not sure, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do this again. Um, but real quick, as for 91 Days, um, the portion of this podcast that is us two reviewing um does contain every spoiler (laughs) so but before that part you know before you guys listen to that part i wanted to do like a mini non-spoiler review of 91 days just for anybody who may be interested in it but maybe maybe you've heard about it but you you know you're not sure too much of what it's about so here's a quick rundown just something you can listen to so you don't have to listen to the episode and get the whole thing spoiled for you so 91 days um takes place during the prohibition era so this is around like the 19 i want to say about 20s between the 1920s and 30s um takes place around like the chicago area and it centers around the main character angelo uh, lagusa who as a kid had his um his dad was had ties with the mob and they kind of got involved in, you know, <laughs> a little, little something, something to say the least. And Angelo's entire family, which included his dad, his mom and his brother, were killed pretty much right in front of him. And he managed to escape without being harmed. And then some years later, he comes back to the town where that incident originally happened. And he pretty much take, he goes on a or on a revenge spree to, you know, avenge his family's death and that's kind of the simple gist of the story but like this anime it's it's it does a, it does it does a lot of things really well i mean there there are some short ends i believe they could have tied up a little better um but overall man this is a really dope show you angelo is a really good main character a really cold-hearted dude and the way he he carries out his revenge he he's a really cunning guy he he knows how to manipulate people he's there for a purpose and he he knows what the job is and like this anime to me is 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 pretty simple and straightforward you you pretty much know what you're getting when you watch it but they deliver it really well you get i say you got angelo he's a good a good main character um a few of the villains in here are pretty awesome. Uh, Fongo 
which you'll see, I believe, in the very first episode. <laughs> he, he's a really entertaining, crazy, just over-the-top villain, but he, he makes the show really awesome. Yeah, man, this... If if you've never heard of this show, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth a watch. It's only twelve episodes long, and like I said, you throughout the twelve episodes, you get to see you get to see a main character who he's definitely cold hearted, and you know he he's he's very serious about his his revenge. But you also get to see him forge some interesting relationships with other people. And in a way, it kind of humanizes him in in a way. So you, you kind of get to see that dynamic play out. And then in between, man, you get you get setups on top of setups, cr- double crossovers, triple crossovers. Everybody's betraying everybody. <laughs> like it's it's a really awesome it's an awesome show, man. Like I. I I'm not, not going to ramble on too long because this episode is going to be pretty long. We we actually had spent a, a good amount of time talking about this. So we we went into the the entire anime. And then even at the end, we <laughs> put it on the spot. We we made it. Well, really, we put it both put each other on the spot and listed like our top five anime of all time. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it was a fun episode. So yeah, I will say just in short, I just wanted to throw this intro out, uh, out there to you guys so that you don't get it spoiled. But in short, if you want to you want to watch something pretty short that you can breeze through 12 episodes you want to get a good story you want to see some action you want to see some good character development and just something different like the whole prohibition era this not it's not it's not something you really see that often the character designs like the way they dress they you know they got that thing, the classy mob look you know it's it's a it's a different vibe compared to I'm pretty sure, like, it's a different vibe, probably compared to most anime I, I you've probably been watching lately. Uh, at least I can say that for me. So, like I said, it's got good drama. It's got a good story. You get you get some good action sequences um, in there also. And like I said, you just, it's a really good revenge tale. Um, and it's also paced really well. That's another thing I loved about this show. It doesn't, things happen when they should happen is a nice gradual pace you never really feel like you're being you know it doesn't really slow down like it's, it's a really well-paced you know well-paced show but yeah, i'm not gonna ramble on for too long which i probably have already but yeah just wanted to throw that quick intro out so now that you've got to this point if you have not watched 91 days yet um you probably shouldn't listen to this interview because as i said we spoil everything and um yeah so Check out the interview. Shout out to Stephanie from Anime NYC Girls. Appreciate you for for uh, accepting the the offer to chop it up with me about this. And yeah, man, if you guys are listening, give her a follow, give me a follow, and listen to the podcast, man. I I, I want to review some more anime on this channel. I realize I've been I've been on it with my music and my MMA, but I've been neglecting my anime a little bit. So I'm trying to trying to keep that in the loop also. So. But yeah, man, this is a dope episode because I said it's a dope episode. So check it out and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Catch you later. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei, and we are on technically episode 23. By the time you guys hear this, it'll be episode 23. Um, today, we're making, we're making podcast history, or I'm, I'm making podcast history. <laughs> my first my first guest who is not the Antaku who's my other co-host on the show and um we will be talking about the anime 91 days um I'll let you introduce uh yourself and you can let them know a little bit of of what you do Well hello I'm Stephanie and I am part of Anime Girls NYC um I'm an anime blogger who reviews anime talks about anime competitions like let everyone know what events are happening around town for conventions or any anime or manga um, stuff. So I'm just an anime fanatic here. <laughs> what are, here. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm glad, glad, glad we, we worked this out. Uh, just real quick, just uh, no, no pressure. What are, what are some of your favorite animes just to give people a, a, a taste of what you like? Sure. I mean, I love anything with psychological or horror, but my, one of my favorite animes is Death Note. Um, the characters in there, the storyline in there is just all amazing. 
Um, I also like Cowboy Bebop. I mean, it's a classic, so you can't go wrong with that. And another one I would have to say is Dead Man Wonderland. Don't ask me why, but it's something about the gore and the action in that I really like. So those are like three anime that I can really go for. <laughs> I almost want to go on a side tangent about Dead Man Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was great, but there are certain things in that show. I can't say certain things. Certain people, mainly the Ganta. He, he, I loved him and hated him at the same time. <laughs> that's That's another thing, though, but... Uh, since you said Death Note, just real quick, did you have you seen you've seen the Netflix trailer, right? Yes, I kind of. I don't know if I want to watch it yet because I hate when people do live action and it usually turns out bad. And I'm I'm really biased against live action stuff. Okay, well, <laughs> I kind of felt the same, but I'm only gonna give it a chance because Willem Dafoe is playing the Shimigami, and I, I Will- do like Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you know? so I figure if every episode is terrible he'll be the one good thing <laughs> <laughs> that i can look okay. forward to <laughs> but, <saved> the day. <laughs> right but uh all right i guess we'll uh just get into the show actually real quick before i start just as a disclaimer um hopefully you guys listen to the intro which hopefully if i've done my diligence as a host i'll record it the intro will be a spoiler a mini spoiler review a mini spoiler free review um, of 91 days um so if you've made it this far the gloves are coming off spoilers are coming everywhere <laughs> so yeah yeah if you haven't watched it uh go watch the show first and then come back because we're going to tell you everybody who died and how they died and why they died <laughs> yeah all, all of that good stuff um i'm trying to remember how i even found out about this show i want to say it was either your blog or maybe I saw it posted on Kotaku. One, one of you, one of you guys posted it first, and mm-hmm. I think I just wanted to watch it because I don't know. The, like the setting seemed different. They were during the whole like nineteen twenties prohibition era, mm-hmm. which you know, I, at least in the anime that I've been watching recently, I don't. You don't really see that that much. So no. yeah, it was it was pretty intriguing, and then I could tell by the first probably at least two episodes that okay we got a revenge tale i'm all about a good revenge story mm-hmm. so and i i like this a lot more than i thought i would like it's i feel like this show was it was simple but i feel like sometimes simple is is it works like the story isn't this isn't too crazy it's pretty easy to follow as long as you're paying attention and it it did what it set out to do, and it did it to me really, really, really well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, cause, you know, a lot of times a lot of anime can have a good storyline, but then towards the middle of the series, it can get really jumbled where things are just coming out of nowhere that doesn't make any sense, and then you lose yourself in the story and forget what was the reason for the story. But this anime, I have to say, they stuck to the story, they stuck to the characters' you know development, and he and his revenge was pretty much the main focus of this story. So that's actually what I did like about this anime. I'm trying to figure, should I start from the beginning or jump around? Because there's one point, since I've recently rewatched this, um, I'm all about a great anime villain. And I feel like I got that in, in Fongo. Uh, yes, of course. He was the crazy one. You always need a crazy one. Right, yeah. Fongo was just was just awesome. The tip... I don't say typical crazy. I feel like he was even a little more. The scene where <laughs> when he had them at the table trying out the quote unquote lasagna. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, I'd be too scared to eat with him, but they did it. They had to. So yeah, that guy. He he was something else, man. I I loved him in the show. And I like how he okay. him as well when he came into the bar looking for Nero, and then. He went off going around shooting and laughing at the same time, like blowing up the place. So <laughs> Yeah, like people like him that's another thing, yeah. This show did really good with, with the characters. Like I felt there was a good it was a good range of people. You got Fongo who's just kinda out of his mind. You got mm-hmm. Angelo or Vilio, whatever you you prefer. He's just kinda like this stone cold <laughs> at least 90 percent of the time stone cold dude just yep exactly yeah and he, he only shows emotion towards the end that's when everything comes to it for him but in the beginning it's a straight face no emotions at all yeah and i guess i'll jump right into that because that was the one thing 
that really like that moment i think it was it probably was the last episode where after everything pretty much just <laughs> went south after Azilio masterfully just set up everybody in this show and when he and um he and Nero were in the woods and he was asking him like why didn't you kill me and they had like a little back and forth and you saw yeah. like Avilio he broke down and cried for like the yeah, first that's time the first ever. Time you ever saw emotions from this guy. Yeah, that was I, I almost wish we would have got it earlier. Well, I, I guess he could have did it when Cortero died, but probably wouldn't be the best time to show it because he was under you know his suspicions of. Yeah, of, and he had to prove a... to them that he's not the traitor at that time, and that he can kill off. You know, Cortado when he needed to. So I understand why he couldn't cry at that time. Yeah, that that was that scene was rough. That was actually one of the last episodes uh, I rewatched, and I think this show did a good job. Even it was a bitter moment, but it was one of those moments that like really legitimately caught me off guard, and I was legitimately yeah, legitimately shocked when Cortero killed Fongo. Didn't, oh, yeah. <laughs> did not did not see that coming when I first saw it. I did not expect that. I thought he was gonna cry and run away and try to get away from the monsters, but he just went crazy and just just killed like Fongo. Yeah. He just really went off on him. I was like, dang. And it's like he didn't just ki- like that scene was. I mean, first he hits him with the bottle, and <laughs> I mean that bottle was that was a big bottle. Of... It was. <laughs> and then he stabbed him in the neck, and after that he's like, "I'm not finished. Here's a telephone for you." And starts beating him. Yeah. With the telephone. I'm like he just went monster himself. And I was thinking when he grabbed the phone, like I don't know how many uh of you guys are or how old you might be. Uh, maybe you might not have had the pleasure of having to use a rotary phone, but. <laughs> but back in the day once upon a time that was you know that was the only option i've 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 used one of those before that that's a heavy duty (laughs) i had mine as well and those things were heavy yeah yeah that that was a, a a monster scene but um what did you think in was this a show like did you research the show at all before you started watching or did you just kind of jump into it um, I saw um, a picture of the show, and it was like 91 days, but when I looked at the clothing style, I was like, this is uh, not a modern show. I was like, it's something, it has to be something from like the 1920s or 30s. And when I read up about the show, I was like, wait, this is Prohibition Time, which I love. This is about mobsters, which I love. I was like, Revenge, I'm watching. So I <laughs> kind of started following the promos that they kept putting out, and I started watching that, and that made me more interested because I'm a big fan of 1920s and the Prohibition time, because I feel like there was so much that went on at that time with the jazz era, the Harlem Renaissance in New York. It was just so much that was at that time that I wish I could have lived in that time and had the fun that they did with the Prohibition and the speakeasies. So this what this show, because of that, made me more interested in watching it, and that's why I'm happy I did. Did it, um, in the first, all right, so when you first started watching, like, what did you expect and then versus what you got? Like, did it, exceed expectations did it fall short anywhere or um, i will say it it was good but it did fall short from what i was expecting because i was so hyped i got my i guess my hype was a little bit too high for what i should have been ready for hmm. um because it had the gun scenes but i feel like when back in the 1920s there were way more machine gun shootings you know drive-bys and i feel like we had some of that but not as much as like when i watched those old movies with the mobsters they're always shooting at each other they're always killing each other um and then then i feel like some of the characters when it comes to the males i feel like their cockiness or their ego you know their egoism wasn't like there as much where i feel like they could have been even more egotistical or even more machoistic i feel like they were a little bit calmer from what mobsters that i'm used to reading about or actually watching documentaries of but all in all, I mean, the, the, the scenery, the, the clothing design that they did for these characters, the, the machine guns, the cars, I thought everything else was perfect because it really looked like that time. I just wish the men were more manlier. Besides Fongo, he's probably, probably a typical guy that they're used to. <laughs> I feel like there's, there was more guys like that back then. Yeah, I was going to say, Nero was, I mean, he had his moments, but yeah, he was, even he was kind of a calm, yeah, exactly. well-mannered, well-spoken, not really you know i felt yeah not everybody in this show really stood out 
like enough i guess yeah. aside from fongo really who was heads and toes and shoulders just above everybody in the show yeah. up until his bottle incident but <laughs> yeah. i think the one i think the one thing that kind of fell short for me i don't know i don't know what i was expecting but because you went the whole show hearing about i hope i don't butcher the name but the the galacia family if i'm even saying that right yeah so like you go through the whole series and like they almost they reference that family like they're like the boogeymen like these are the big bad you know we yeah. can't anger them and then they show up and they were like nothing <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah. there was nothing there was nothing there like avilio like in the head of the family or something yeah. exactly that's what i was expecting like either somebody like a fongo or maybe somebody who maybe somebody who was really calm but like at a moment's notice they would you know <laughs> they would slit your throat if if they thought you were up to something. But yeah, yeah, they were. I agree. That's what I expected. Like the Galassia family, I feel like the way that they were talking, like you said, they hyped them up to be like these crazy, don't mess with them because they're in charge of so much and that's why everyone's scared of them. And when they come to town, they're like, um, why are they so happy? I get you guys are trying to get together, but I feel like maybe someone could have been like, I don't trust this family. Like, there should have been something there that just showed them with more power. I didn't see that power that you, the way they spoke about them. Yeah, it just... It didn't like I, I, even though I I loved I think it was episode eleven when Avilio set everybody up, but it almost felt like it was too easy. Like he shouldn't have been able to just he went straight to the dawn. Like yeah, he didn't like he didn't obstacle. Yeah, he didn't have to go through. And that was another thing I think about the show that kind of bugged me a little is, you know, it starts off you you see Avilio as a kid and then you know his family gets killed. And then he, he disappears for a amount of time, and then he comes back. But every, like, fight scene or shootout that I watched, I'm like, his skill set, like, mm -hmm. how did he get... Because <laughs> he's a lot better than the average, you know... That's like, true. he seems like he handles himself way better than the average person. But it's not like he's not a trained killer. He's just a regular... Well, I guess you could say kid at, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, like they never. I felt like there should have been some kind of. There should have been a backstory to like from when he ran away in the woods to him coming back for his revenge of how he trained more. I don't know. I mean, they they barely touched upon it. They could have showed him like maybe in a somewhere learning how to do a gun range or something that I don't know. Yeah, that's where that episode seven point five. Which yeah. I hate what. All right, I, I hate and love it. I hate when anime when animes do filler episodes because yeah. like you you see it coming. If you look at an anime and you're scrolling through the episode list and you see a point five anything, you know what <laughs> you you know what's about to happen. But I was like, they yeah they they could have used that episode to yeah explain where because he he just he literally just popped back up in the town out of nowhere and yeah yeah nobody knows like what were you doing this entire time who were you training under because obviously you know how to fight and use guns and you, you can yeah, take a hit how did gonzo find him that's another thing yeah they yeah so those little i think that's the one downside of having a show like this that's only 12 episodes is that small details like that just tend to get um, it pushed to the side, I guess, because it's like, all right, we have to squeeze this whole story in 12 episodes. So some stuff, I guess we're just going to let let the viewer fill in the blank yeah, <laughs> of, of whatever they think, <laughs> whatever they think happened. Yeah, be creative on your own. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I guess that's just a, a nitpick. Mostly everything else in this show, though, I, I think, I think I, I enjoyed pretty well. I loved the... The story development to me was was pretty good. I can say it was for for it being twelve episodes. Some shows I think that are that short, either have a problem of they rush things way too fast and nothing mm -hmm. is explained, or they go entirely too slow, and then the last two episodes they just let everything loose. Yeah. But yeah, this show I think did do a good job of gradually, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. That first, that yeah. first kill he got, um, what was the guy, Vano? Was that his yeah, name? Yeah, Vano. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that was the turning point when I was like, okay, um, 
I mean, I was pretty sure I was going to finish the show because it was 12 episodes, but now it's like, all right, I'm invested in this. Now I have to finish because he just, he, he, he drew first blood. <laughs> yeah, he did. And I liked it, though, because the way he did it, he's in the cemetery and then he's killing someone. And then next, you know, Bono thought he did his duty and he turns around and then he gets killed. And that was like, that was like a great part, you know, like you're thinking you're killing someone else for you to be the one getting killed. <laughs> yeah, that was... And he does it with just so, just no remorse. Just. I know, like, yeah, like, you're dead now. Yeah, like, he had the coldest look. What did you think of, um, I, I, guess, I don't know if he really had a name, the, the guy they called Big Mexico. Oh, my God, that character was interesting. But I feel like at the same time, it's like, did they really need that character? I... I almost wanted them to keep him around a little longer. Only because, like, when he first showed up, I mean, this dude is like, he's like 6'8". <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's 6'8", so it's like scary, and he's like tall, and everyone else is like maybe 5'9", 10 at that time. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing. I never, I didn't even think about that yet. Like, people in the 20s weren't, there weren't people walking around that were 6'. Like, that was a rarity. Yeah. And he was like 6'8". Yeah, he was a well. He was like two sixty, just solid brick wall, and but yeah, he was he was kind of a flash in the pan though. Like he, I think he was there for two episodes. Yeah, only two episodes. I feel like his character could have been developed into something more into the series. Maybe he could have worked for Pongo. That would have been a, like really yeah. been Pongo's right hand man for you know, and then did something. Who knows? They could have changed up so much with his character. Yeah, because he. Yeah, he was with, I think he was with the Orcos who sent, yeah, I think the Orcos were the ones who sent him out to, yeah, Orcos, yeah. and then at the same time, when Fongo took over the Orcos, he could have been a great character to be next to him as his right-hand man, but they could have been that big family that no one wants to mess with, and now he got the, you know, the Mexican guy, and then you have Fongo, who's already crazy, that could even been a, that could have been, like, the main Don family that you don't want to mess with. Yeah, actually, now that you think about it, yeah, that, yeah, that, Ah, oh, why did the Glaciers show up? I know. <laughs> <laughs> the Orcos, they're like, oh my God, don't mess with the Orcos. So now they got him and Bongo's in charge now. And then, but, you know, they went to the Glaciers or Glaciers, and then God knows, that wasn't even a great family right there. He barely saw them. Except for the nephew, who was kind of doofy. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... He... I mean, I understand why he was, like, why he was there. I get it. We're trying I to... Do, yeah. Yeah, but he, so he didn't do anything. Like, oh, Fio? Yeah, Fio had to marry her. I mean, marry him, and I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, he, his face, just everything about him just seemed like, why are you even, <laughs> yeah. what are you What are you here for? What is your exactly. purpose? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, didn't, didn't, wasn't really, really feeling him. And they never explained about, um, Take it back to Big Mexico real quick, because that that was one of the first, like, I guess aside from Vinyl Don, like, one of the first, like, major death scenes. Did they ever explain if he had, like, a vest on? Because he took, when they fought huh. in that little, whatever, like, little room they were in, yeah. he took a full-blown, did he get shot, I think? Yeah, <laughs> he, but he didn't die. I don't, they didn't say he had a vest on. I just think because he's, they just saying because he's that big that, you know, he can't get killed that easily. Like, he didn't flinch. Like, yeah. he took a shot point blank to the chest, and it just didn't. And then he had the whole, like, samurai setup. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had so much about him that was just so interesting. And then by the time, I was like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. And then he takes and a shotgun. Like, Let's kill him all. Yeah, yeah. Not. Oh, not... See, I wasn't even thinking about this all before. I was so, like, hyping and enjoying this show. But now that I look back, I'm like, this. I almost feel like if they could have maybe flushed this out to a little longer than 12, like not even 20, you could have done like maybe 15 or like 16 episodes <laughs> and just filled in a few more gaps. Like, yeah, it, this would have, this could have been something a lot, a lot, um, yeah, just a lot more, I don't know, complete, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I said complete's the perfect word for it, you know, because I feel like there's so many unanswered questions of a lot of people's backgrounds, a lot of unanswered, like even at the ending, I think that's still unanswered, you know? Yeah, 
and I was gonna say before before we get to the ending, um, how do we feel about uh, Cortero? Cause he they didn't really give his backstory either. I mean, like you knew who he was, but like they didn't show how he got involved in the alcohol <laughs> trade and yeah, like how did he create this ingredient that became like a big hit amongst the mobsters? Like again, another one that could have had a good backstory of knowing how this came about. Um, but for him, I felt so bad for him because he just wanted to be there for, you know, Angelo. I'm going to say Angelo because that's what he known Avilio as, right. Angelo. And, you know, Angelo comes back to town and he's like, my best friend's back. Just trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And then he's like, listen, we're going into business together with the mafia. He doesn't want to go, you know, into business with the mafia because he can't stand them. But because that's his best friend, he just wants to be there for him. And then as time goes on, he starts getting, you know, upset because... He feels like Avilio's changing and Avilio's becoming part of the mobsters and almost forgot about his revenge. And then he's figuring out, you know, maybe if I get rid of Nero, maybe Avilio might change and become back to Nero, I mean, back to um, Avilio again. And then, you know, then he had to get killed by his best friend. And it's like a, his whole story was kind of sad to me. I feel like he didn't really want to be in this whole thing, but he was only there because he really wanted to support, you know, Angela. Yeah. Uh, at times, I feel bad even saying this. At times he annoyed me only because, <laughs> and he, there's always that one character in every anime who he's just yeah. kind of thrown in a situation, and I, I can't say he's dead weight because that wouldn't be right because if it wasn't for his alcohol, <laughs> like yeah. he he pretty mm -hmm. much changed the game on that front. But other than the alcohol, he was just kind of there as you you know he's the best friend, but I I, I felt it that he was gonna die. I didn't know when or how, but his death sucked too, though. Uh, uh, his death was, I, I, I guess in ways it's better to die from your best friend than like anyone else in the mafia who he, you know, he hated since he was a kid. Mm -hmm. But just the way he got caught and yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say. Like, yeah, that that was a moment in the show. I was like, oh man, uh, if I could give if I could give him a hug through the screen, <laughs> like, he he didn't deserve to go out that way. He was trying to do the right thing. Yeah, but you know, when you become a traitor and you get caught, there's nothing you can do but get killed by the people that you trade. You know, were a traitor to. So, yeah. I mean, that's the monster way. You you betray us, you're gonna get killed. They let your best, you know, they let your best friend kill you. But they could have tortured him, and God knows what they could have did as mobsters. So at least he went out a little bit easier with, you know, Avilio killing him. Right. Yeah, he, he got the easy way out. If if there is an easy way out to dying, he <laughs> he yeah. somehow got the easy the easy road. No, he definitely did. I think, do you think, to, towards the middle of the show, probably around like episode seven and eight, to me, I felt like, don't get me wrong, Angelo was a, a, a low-key a, a genius <laughs> and how he was kind of maneuvering and kind of putting pieces together and setting everybody up so he could basically just screw them all over. Yeah. But I, I thought they, I mean, I'm glad they didn't just because of what happened, but I almost wish or feel like they should have caught on to him a little bit earlier. I feel like there's always one person that actually knows the real truth, but somehow in a lot of mobster movies, the person that knows the truth gets killed before they can reveal to everyone else. They didn't have that person. But I feel like he's like, you're right. I feel like he should have gotten caught earlier with someone who's like, oh my God, it is you doing this. But then he gets killed because he again, you know, didn't make it in time to tell Nero this. But, you know, people like, Barbero had his suspicions, but he never really caught him. He just had his suspicions because he just felt like Avilio was friends with Cortero. But at the same time, it's like I feel like you're right. Someone should have known this was happening before. So it was just it was set up too easy that no one knew this was happening. Right, and I mean, it's it's not a coincidence that when he shows up, people start dying. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, <laughs> pretty much. So that means I totally understand. It's, it's true. Someone should have caught on to it faster. But I mean, again, they only had their suspicions, but no one like actually caught him. I think though he Angelo did do a good job. I I think of somewhat avoiding it just because his demeanor is so cold most of the time that he he's one of those people that like if he was a real person you wouldn't be able to get much of a read on him because he just there's no there's nothing there. You just look at him and it's 
it's like he's soulless. <laughs> like he's yeah, he's okay. just like a soldier almost. Just he just walks and does orders, but there's, there's nothing there's nothing there to go off of. No, yeah, and it's so true. Like you you can't tell him, you can't read him, and usually people like that you can't read. There's something there's something behind that, you know. Right. So <laughs> you figure okay, this guy has no emotions. Everyone feels emotion, but this guy had none at all. So my mind would be like, okay, this guy is probably a regular killer or has something in entail for us, and I don't know what it is. I think it was good though that they, even though he was cold, they had moments where I guess you could say they humanized him. Like the the one, there was one moment where uh, him and Nero had uh, they had ran into like the party with the kids and the nuns were there. Oh yeah. And yeah, Nero did his little juggling act, and then <laughs> every everybody looks at uh, Angelo like, what does he do? And Nero's like, oh, he doesn't do anything. Look at his eyes. He he's soulless and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Angelo just steals his wallet and steals his belt. So yeah, yeah I, I appreciate little moments like that in this show where like you get you get to see that they're deep down underneath all of his revenge. Like there's there's a person there somewhere. Yeah, like he, even that part when Nero told him he don't want to get in a car with him because of his driving, they both kind of chuckled to each other and they kind of again, like you said, because he is going after his revenge, there still was like a brotherhood or like a good friendship there, um, even though he had his plot to do whatever he had to to his family. Yeah, actually, I, I guess that's a good segue into the next point. So, they, he he and, and Nero had a really interesting like, relationship. I almost feel like Nero, I think he he's a pretty smart dude, well mannered, you know. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like when Barbero would bring up his suspicions, I don't think it was as much as he didn't believe Barbero as much as like he. I don't think I don't think he wanted to believe it. He was like, not. Yeah. And I guess it does make sense though. They they did somewhat have a a brotherhood, especially after uh, what was it, Nero's little brother Freight. Yeah. Uh, died, which that was another setup, <laughs> another yeah, great, great setup. One. That was a perfect one. Yeah, him and his real brother didn't have a relationship like that. They had so much animosity amongst each other. So with his with Nero's relationship with Angelo or Avilio, you might say, I feel like he wanted that brotherhood and he felt it with Avilio, and that's why he was pretty much in denial because he finally found someone that he can really connect to because he didn't he couldn't connect with Freight because Freight was in his own little world trying to create a puppet family for the Galatias, and, you know, Nero didn't want that. I was wondering when, actually that exact scene, when they were all in the room together, and Angelo put the gun on the table, like, I don't, maybe it was just the heat of the moment, because I was thinking, like, Nero maybe would have felt some kind of way about that, (laughs) because you got two brothers albeit they don't have the best relationship but they're still brothers and angelo just seemed like he was done with it like i don't care about you guys arguing like let's settle this i know like fix your little brother feud that you have right (laughs) kill yourself kill or be killed like he kept saying yeah and he i almost thought for that split second where they both drew and then freight realized he didn't have any ammo I don't know, like, for a second, I thought maybe Nero would have caught on to it, that his brother didn't have a shot, but when I thought about it in the heat of the moment, when you're drawing, you know, I guess there's no time to really... Yeah, I think it's just kill or be killed, you know? So he just thought, like, you know, my brother's about to kill me, and he just had to protect himself. Poor and freak. He and Vilio really threw the bullets inside the plant, and I was like, Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so smooth. And, like, though. No... It's those little moments where I'm like, I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> they had little moments where you're like, did he just do that? No way. And he really did. It was awesome. Yeah. He, as, as little as he speaks, like, just his actions speak volumes, even though he doesn't talk much. Yeah. Like, he's a good main character, despite, like, he's not the most charismatic person, but when you see him in action, and it's, this dude is like, he's unreal with... <laughs> <laughs> some of the things he does because it's, it's more about his actions of what he did compared to what he said there's always the things he did and you're like and you get you're like you think that you're done you're like okay okay what's he gonna do next next thing he does something else you're like wait did he just do that and then you're like you're surprised by what he can do you know because he's doing this all on his own 
and setting up all these mobsters who's supposed to be under suspicion of everyone, but he's just getting away with all this. It goes back to like how, what was he doing in that time after his parents died? Like this, he had to have went off yeah. to some secret school or. <laughs> I know, like, right, or something. Yeah, you don't you don't become that good of a mastermind and like like you're infiltrating the mob. Like this isn't just some little street gang on the yeah. corner. <laughs> like, like this is the actual mob. It's crazy, but you're yeah. right. Like going back, like okay, so let's go back to when the family got killed. His family, the Laguza family. Right. I mean, he's there watching his family getting killed in front of him. His little brother, who he knew he was really close to, got killed, and then he runs away from the house. Right then and there, you know, he goes to Corteo's house and he gets comforted there. But after that, we don't know what happens. And I feel like from that part, they could have said, okay, what happened after he left Corteo's house? He went into the streets and he became maybe a little roughneck for a, a mini mobster family. Or maybe he started, you know, doing like little things on the side for other people. Who knows? But they could have came up with a story from after when the family got shot, you know? Yeah, and and thing that's a shame is if, excuse me, if they, if we don't get a season two or, you know, we'll, we'll probably never, <laughs> we'll never find out, like, how he, yeah. he did get so good. But, um, the last episode, which is uh -huh. the, 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 the talk of the town. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this, this scene, um, and I immediately, I have this habit of anytime I watch an anime, the last episode. I immediately Google and start going on forums just to see people's reactions. Right? Yeah, because I'm like, when I watched it, and the screen just kind of cuts off, and I'm like, no, y'all didn't. No, y'all don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to me? But I, sometimes I hate endings like that, but I do, I liked how that scene was set up. They're just kind of strolling on the beach. Mm -hmm. And it kind of hit me when you saw Nero's facial expression. Like, he points the gun, you know, at Angelo while he's just kind of walking off. And he, I don't know, he just kind of had, like, this look on his face. Like, for a second I thought he was going to do it, but then, like, I don't know, I'm not really too sure. Yeah. And then you hear the shot, and then you just don't know. But my, I'll, I'll throw my theory out. I don't think anybody got killed. My my theory is, and the only reason I say that is because I think it was somewhere in, like, the beginning, like, half of that episode, they showed the scene where, because they, they were doing, like, time hops on that last episode, and there was a scene where Angelo woke up in a bed, he was, he had, like, a bandage wrapped around his, like, shoulder slash ribcage. And I think he was with the one guy, the guy who was the right hand to uh, Glacia. Yes. And, yeah, he asked him, like, why did you guys save me? And then they had, like, a little banner or whatever. And then it switched back to Nero and and Angelo's, you know, little little journey. So I think, I think maybe he shot him, but, like, either he meant to kill him and didn't, or maybe he just kind of gave him a shot that he knew wouldn't kill him. And just kind of let him just go on his way and we'll let this end right here. And I guess maybe if we see each other again, we'll we'll go from there. That's I guess that's kind of what I think happened. I don't think anyone anyone died. My theory is the same. I do think no one died because I go based off of what I saw. Like at the end, you see the beach water going up on the river, I mean, going up on the beach in the sand and erasing all the footprints, but there's no body there, nor is there any blood, and the beach is not going to carry away your body right away. So there was no, like, you see the footprints going, but then the beach water is um, washing away the footprints. So I'm thinking that's like it's saying Avilio was walking away, but they're erasing his footprints to know where he's going. That's what I got from that. Because at the same time, when, you know, him and Nero were on the journey going together to the beach, you know, they were sitting there at the diner and then, you know, Nero cuts his rope off his hands so he can have food and they started becoming close again and then, you know, when they get to the beach, I feel like they were talking, kind of chuckling with each other and I know Nero because he kind of understands why Avilio wanted his revenge because, of course, his family went after his family. Who wouldn't want to do the same? Avilio was pretty much doing what anyone would do. So I think Nero understood it, but shot off a gun to make it seem like he was going to kill him, but then thought about it 
asking and said, nope, I'm not going to do it. And then Avilio got to get away somehow. Um, that's it's really hard. I mean, because there's so many theories you could put into it. Maybe he did get shot and got carried away by the ocean. Who knows? But I don't think he got killed. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring up the the footprint because when I first googled like and started searching forums, the first thing I saw was people posting pictures like, oh, if you look at the footprint at this angle, and like <laughs> they were <laughs> they were drawing circles around the picture. I was like, oh, man, yeah, these guys are on it. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay attention to all the little details. They're like, look at this right here, right there. Pookie didn't get shot. So that's yeah, why the footprints on the beach, like, they were still walking, but then the water was erasing them. So I was like, okay, maybe he's still walking along the beach. Yeah, I hope. I hope, though, for the sake of if if we get another season, I definitely want to see them both back, which I guess, um, hy- hypothetically speaking, if, there is a season two or if we get a season two uh what what would you like to see or like what do you think the direction of the show might go into well i think we should get another mobster family that's even more treacherous more angry more like a real mafia family where they're like okay we heard the venetis are trying to take over with gold to this town and take over and then go to chicago and go get the you know the galicia family um maybe Nero's cornered and then somehow uh, Avilio comes out of nowhere and helps him out to become the family again and then they become friends again and then Prohibition's going to be ending soon so that's another thing they had to go in together is thinking about how they're going to do other businesses because Prohibition's ending that's when a lot of mobsters lost money because of the Prohibition um, being overturned so seeing how the family can go through those problems and changes and then you know the mobsters like okay we're all going to start losing money I want to start taking over these clubs and these businesses because now that it's going to be legal the next thing to do is to go into clubs and bars and become the person in charge of that so that could be another thing i think the next if if we get another season i, I think we'll see a lot more of people like i can't remember the guy's name the politician whose family they killed or was he a politician or he was like a police officer he was well, an investigator yeah and they just slaughtered or I guess it wasn't really slaughtered they just blew them up <laughs> literally yeah. <laughs> like yeah I think we're gonna see if they do a season two a lot more politics a lot more yeah because his name was Delphi if Delphi came back and said you know they messed with my family they killed my family maybe he might want to come back with more investigate right. actually try to clean up the streets yeah yeah they they got a lot of a lot of directions to to go into and if they do a, a season two I, I imagine that at some point, Nero and, and Angelo will probably end up teaming up, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to predict. But I also think I could feel it. We, we get a season two, and the last episode is one of them two kills each other. Like, that will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody realizes, hey, man, we've, we've been through a lot. You took people from me. I've taken people from you. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's time to, it's time to get even. Yeah, that would be a twist <laughs> to the show, right? Do you know if they, is this like an ongoing manga? Admittedly, I don't really read manga much, so I'm not sure. I have seen the 91 Days, but I haven't seen any new ones coming out. I don't know if it's going to be a season two, because I haven't seen like any other manga compared to what they have now in the stores for this season. So I don't know. Maybe they might see how the reaction was with this and then maybe continue writing after. Uh, We'll see. I I hope they do bring that back. So... Uh, we're on about 40 minutes, but real quick, before we end, I'm going to put you on the spot. Top five anime, all time. Mm. Not, not, in, not, not, not in any order. They don't have to be, you know. All right. Um, well, I have to say Dragon Ball Z because that's my first anime I watched as, that made me get into anime because I didn't know it was anime at that time when I was a kid. Mm. I just knew it was an awesome anime, like an awesome cartoon show I was watching, so I have to put Dragon Ball Z on there. Um. As I mentioned earlier, I did say Death Note and Cowboy Bebop. But the other ones I had to put on there, I would definitely say Naruto. I mean, even though it had 50 million fillers, but it's something <laughs> about Naruto that I would, I still watch it now. Even though I know I watched the whole 500 episodes, but I still watch it on Toonami. I don't know. It's something about Naruto, and I love ninjas that I have to keep watching it. And actually, another anime that just became one of my new favorites is Erased. I never Ooh, on that's the a good one. I've been on the, I never had an anime that had me that much on the edge of my seat as 
erased it, and there was so, that was a perfect storyline. Yeah, like, that that was awesome. I wish I don't think I was doing the podcast back when that came out. Yeah, I I watched um, I think I watched Terror and Resonance, oh, and I then I watched yeah, that was awesome too, and then I watched Death Parade. Oh, and then I think I'll watch Erased after that. Yeah. So what are your top five? Ooh. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So my rule of thumb, I never put Dragon Ball Z in my top five only because I feel like for me, that's in a league of its own. Like that's the golden, like it's a <laughs> given. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I leave Dragon Ball Z alone. It's like the golden child of anime. So I, <laughs> I don't put that in the top five. Um, but everything else under Dragon, right under Dragon Ball Z, would probably be Roroni Kenshin. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go Trigun. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, just because I'm such a fanboy, number three, Psychopaths. Uh-huh. Is gonna. <laughs> I love. Like, love, love. I can't explain enough. <laughs> like, Jackie, I, I love season one the most, but it was really good, though. See, I'm such a fanboy that I love season two, and everyone hates it. And I'm like, I don't know what you guys... Um, I don't know what else you wanted from this show, but... <laughs> I, I like... I get it. Season season one was definitely much better because you can't beat Kogami. Like, yeah. Kogami was just one of the most awesome characters ever. But... All right, so hold up. That's Roni Kenshin, Psychopaths. Oh, oh, I'm forgetting. What was the other one I even said? The Trigun. Oh, Trigun. Um, for just for nostalgia purposes, and I think if if I if my memory serves me correct, this might be one of the first animes I ever watched was Ronin Warriors, which uh-huh. was a it was a very cheesy show. <laughs> like, it was, but it still had its... It still yeah. Cool. It was cheesy, but I, I loved it. I, I loved that show. And the uh, the the moment where... What happened? When, like, White Blaze and Black Blaze fused or they became... Whatever happened and they kind of, like, became one. Like, Black <laughs> Blaze was the coolest tiger ever. So, I'm going to give Ronin Warriors four. Oh, five. Five, five. <laughs> oh, this is hard. It is um, hard out all this stuff that you watch. Yeah. So, some. Who am I gonna squeeze in there? <laughs> uh, um. Oh, hold up. I had the thought. I had it. I had it on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> you know what? Number five. I'm gonna throw in. All right, hold on. Honorable mention is gonna go to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I just started watching that. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I love that show. That's going to get an honorable mention. But I think number five, I'm going to give um, Kenichi the Mightiest Disciple. I never it saw was, that one. That sounds interesting, though. It's such... I think the reason I love that show so much is because, like, a, a lot of action-oriented anime, like, a lot of the main characters... Take, like, a Dragon Ball Z, for example. So, even Goku, when he fought Raditz, Goku <laughs> at his most basic level would still destroy any human, like, regular person that he fought. True, you're right. You know, Kenichi literally started from nothing. Like, (laughs) Kenichi is the true definition of zero to hero. Like, in the beginning of the show, this man gets beat up so much. (laughs) But, like, his progression throughout that show is so good to watch. And, like, how dedicated he was to, like, become a good fighter. And then the way the show ends, like his last fight scene, and I, I guess I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but anybody, if you've watched it, you know that the scene where he fought Odin, like, you you almost felt like that was a proud moment. Like, that was like you watching your son become a man. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, he finally hit that moment where it's like, oh, he's grown up now. He can handle himself. But, yeah, that, that show was was awesome. And I'll throw one more honorable mention to another really short anime, um No Game No Life. <gasps> yeah. That show That show was actually kind of cool. I I'm not a gamer, but that was actually a good one. Man, that show was phenomenal. Like I can't even explain some of the games that they were playing. Like 
some of the rules the one game i think it was like word materialization where they were naming things and then objects just started yeah I, in real time i couldn't understand it but i was blown away <laughs> and i like sora and shiro they were both like really unique like characters because they're so secluded in their house playing all these games and now they're actually put in the world where they can only win or get out of it by playing these games so yeah that that show was and i and I'm not gonna lie, it's one of those shows where every now and again, that show and um and Gangsta, if you if you watch that. Oh my god, I was Gangsta. Those like, are two. Hey. Yeah, those are two shows where every now and then I just get on Google. Is there a season two? Like, <laughs> but you heard that Gangsta, they just um said they were doing um the manga because um now the author can actually start writing again because it was health he had health issues but now he's able to start writing again so i'm like maybe there might be a season two because that was such a good one yeah and that show ended like right when things were starting to get great yes when that like, group came over and they're like ready to fight and i'm like yes and they're yes end of the show and i'm like what yeah and nicholas who what, what was his, his dog tag rank was like b but he fought like an s because he was basically roided up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was my favorite character, though. He was yeah, Nick. Nick character. was awesome. I like that. The word is funny, but Nicholas is my favorite. Yeah, that that's a that was a great show. That was a, that was an awesome show. And yeah, no no game, no life. If if you guys if you haven't watched that, just stop everything you're doing. It's only twelve episodes. It's like yeah, twelve or thirteen. So it goes yeah. by fast too. Yeah, go go watch that. Like every episode, anytime a game happens, your your attention your attention will be held. Oh, huh. definitely. Yeah. So I guess, uh, man, that went fast. We're we're already hitting close to an hour. I didn't think we were gonna hit this long. <laughs> yeah. Running on to fifty minutes, but uh, I guess that is uh, that's about it for today. So ninety-one days. Um, uh, I don't really. I'm not one for ratings. I hate doing ratings as like you know, four out of five. But if I had to give this a rating, I think I'd give it a. I, don't know, I feel like three point five is too low. I, I, I would like three point five. I would. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give it a three point seven five. Three point seven five. And the only reason I won't give it a four or five is like like we said earlier, they're small, just little story gaps that I kind of wish were filled in more. Mm -hmm. That could have made this show go from like good to great. Like it was. It was almost there, but not not to say it's a bad show. It's by far a bad show, but like I felt like it, it could have been even better than what it was. But yeah. just small little moments here and there that kind of just didn't add up. And I agree. I agree with Michael. It, it does make sense because honestly, um, it's a lot of backstories that could have been answered for us. And but other than that, overall, the scenery was perfect. The, the storyline states what it had to stay with, and. You know, you'll like some of the characters, but it's definitely Fongo, I think, was the character that stood out the most because of his craziness. <laughs> yeah, I would say, if anything, you, if, any, if you don't pull anything else from the show, you'll pull Fongo as an awesome, <laughs> yeah. awesome villain who makes his presence known really quick in that show. Yeah. Does not take Sorry. long. <laughs> yeah, at the very start, yeah, he, he's there and he lets you know real quick <laughs> what, what, what he's about. But, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be, uh, it for today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in here, man. So real quick, um, you want to throw any plugs where people can find you, find your blog, yeah, got a Twitter. You catch me on anime girls, NYC.com. My Instagram is anime underscore girls underscore NYC and Twitter is at anime girls NYC. I'm always active on everything. So, you know, come talk. I'm here to talk all about anime <laughs> there we go and i did recently make a twitter within like the last week <laughs> <laughs> or like last two weeks I'm, I'm trying to step my social media presence up so i am on twitter at serial sensei if anyone wants to follow and harass me and ask me stupid questions or <laughs> anything i am i'm, I'm semi-active on there I, I keep the app on my phone so when i'm at work and i'm not working too hard hopefully no supervisors hear this I browse, I browse my Twitter a little bit to see to see what's going on. So, you know, Twitter's cool. When I first joined, I thought it was gonna be something stupid, but I'm like, all right, I, I kind of get why people use this. It's, if you follow the right people, you yeah, know, exactly. Yeah, following the right people, that's all. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Um, and I guess before I leave, just to let you guys know, I guess by the time you hear this episode, 
Um, I'll have two episodes out. Um, so probably, you know, check this, check my other one, and then I'm recording again on Tuesday, barring schedules and something else I'm trying to set up that I won't give away yet, but me and uh, my co-host are, are working on something, so if that comes through, I'll have about three episodes released within about five days, which is a world record for me, which mm. probably means after I release three, I'm going to go quiet for like a month. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> nah, probably not, but you know, a lot of, lot of content coming in these, these next couple of days, so you know, just, just be on the lookout. I'm trying to trying to be more active, trying to trying to get the ball rolling. So, but thank you guys for for listening. Check out 91 Days. Yeah, man. <laughs> Check out 91 Days if if you haven't. Um great show. Great great anime. Hopefully we we get a season 2. And uh yeah, thank you guys for listening and until next time, we will catch you guys later. Bye.